wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth. Hallelujah. I bless God this morning for this privilege giving me to share God's word with you. I also want to thank God for the life of his servant. This privilege that he has given me. I pray that the grace that is upon his life shall minister to you this morning in Jesus' name. This month we are looking at a greater than Solomon. Is here. And in this service, we are looking at the part three A of this series. A greater than Solomon part three A. It has been established this month that by with by redemption, every believer is called to be a king and then also a priest. In Revelation chapter five, Revelation chapter five, verses ten, it says that and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So redemption makes you a king and a priest. A priest to serve and a king to reign. So every believer, our calling is in two folds. In First Peter chapter two verses nine, said, "You are a royal priesthood. You are a royal, and at the same time, you are a priest. So you are called as a king to reign on earth." It is also in Revelation chapter one verses six. But what establishes your rulership for dominion on this earth is divine wisdom. Because in Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs chapter 8, verses 14, he says that Counsel is mine, sound wisdom. I am understanding, I have strength. By me, kings reign, and princes decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. So, kings reign by wisdom. So, if God has called you as a king, what will establish your throne for dominion? is the wisdom that is at your disposal so divine wisdom is what establishes the throne of the believer on earth then among other things that jesus died to hand over to us is wisdom of course we have talked about the various types of wisdom we are not talking about other wisdom but the godly wisdom, divine wisdom. Amongst other things that Jesus died for us to receive is this wisdom. So, what it means is that every believer 
has the ability and the power to reign and take charge on this earth because of the provision of wisdom for us. In Revelation chapter 5 verses 12, amongst the things that Jesus died for us to receive is wisdom. Revelation chapter 5 verses 12 says, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessings. So God died, Jesus died, that our rulership will be handed over to us back again through the instrument of divine wisdom. So divine wisdom is what makes you be in charge. Divine wisdom is what establishes the authority of the believer on earth. In Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6, he said, Wisdom shall be the stability of our times. Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6. It reads, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So wisdom is what establishes the dominion of the believer on earth. Wisdom is like the center of gravity that holds the destiny of the believer. Destinies are established by divine wisdom. So as a king, you reign by wisdom. As a king, you take charge by wisdom. So, so many of the troubles, so many of the sufferings of some believers is as a result of absence of wisdom. Because if wisdom is in place, there is no way you will not take charge over the issues of life. Wisdom makes you a commander of issues. Wisdom is what makes you dominate. Hallelujah. So your establishment is rooted in divine wisdom. What is this wisdom that we are talking about divine wisdom wisdom is locating God's way of doing things and doing them wisdom is locating God's way of doing things and doing them Wisdom is applied knowledge of the truth. Wisdom is applied knowledge of the truth. The truth that you don't know. The truth that you know. That you don't practice. Is the same as the truth that you don't know. Wisdom is not just about the revelation or the insight that you have. Wisdom is your ability to locate 
God's method of doing things and doing them. In every issue, there are God's ways or methods of doing things. And we have man's ways and methods of doing things. The way God does his things, if you are able to lay hold of them and you do them, that is what we call wisdom. One wise man said, It is your approach that determines how you come out of reproach. Wisdom is going the approach of God's word. Wisdom is knowing the right steps to take from scriptures and then taking them. So you can also define wisdom as walking scriptures. Divine wisdom is knowing the right steps to take. So many destinies have been crashed. So many destinies have ended up on the floor because of lack of right steps to take. Wisdom is knowing the right steps to take and taking them. So the word of God that you know that you don't do does not make you wise. It is knowing God's word and doing them. In Matthew chapter 7. Verses 24. The Bible says, Jesus said, That therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon the rock. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, the key word there is practice. Locating secrets in God's word and doing them. That is what we call wisdom. There is in, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 15. There is something about God's word. That impacts supernatural revelation into the mind. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 15. And from a child that thou hast known, the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So God's word is God's wisdom. God's word makes wise, locating the secrets and insight in God's word. And practicing them. That is what we call divine wisdom. There is something about the Bible. That turns people's mind for exploits. In every generation. Bible people. Are the most wise people. Because God's word has the ability to make you wise. When you read history on science and technology and then on invention, you realize that throughout history, you never read of anyone who invented or created something that is called one Muhammad. The 
there is something that God's word does to the brain. There is something about God's word that makes you wise. Because the word contains certain secrets in life that when those secrets are unfolded, it makes you go ahead of your generation. Hallelujah. In business, they talk about trade secrets. Trade secrets are certain information that you have. That makes you gain advantage over your competitors. So divine wisdom that we are talking about is the wisdom that you locate secrets from God's word and you walk in those secrets. God's word has the ability to make wise. In Psalm 119, verses 98. Psalm 119, verses 98. It says that, Thou through thy commandment hast made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Also in Deuteronomy chapter 4, Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 5 and 6 He said But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive every one of you this day Behold I have taught you statutes and judgment even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land whether ye go to possess it Keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Hallelujah. So the doing of God's word is what we call wisdom. He said, This is your wisdom. The doing of the word of God, this is your wisdom. You check through even our country. Most schools that are doing well are Bible-believing schools, mission schools. So there is something about God's word that imparts wisdom. Hallelujah. So divine wisdom is locating secrets from God's word and then walking in those secrets. We have made the statement this man that the proof of divine wisdom is in great works, not in great words. So if you say you have wisdom, it must show in your works, not in your speeches. Divine wisdom has their proof in James chapter 3 verses 13. Wisdom has proofs in the words that you command. He said, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. His works, his works. So, wisdom is not in great speeches, but in great works. And in this service, we just want to look at some of the virtues in divine wisdom or products of wisdom 
The number one virtue we are looking at in this service is the spirit of excellence. In Proverbs chapter 8, verses 6. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 6. Talking about wisdom. Verse 5 says that, Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom. Ye fools. Be ye of understanding heart. And he said here, For I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right. Wisdom speaks of excellent things. One of the virtues of divine wisdom is excellence. It takes excellence for you to stand out. Excellence is defined as surpassing others with outstandingly good qualities. So what divine wisdom does in the life of the believer is that it enables you to surpass others with outstandingly good qualities. It is when you stand out that you become outstanding and generate results. Your value in life is determined by how well you stand out amongst the ordinary. Excellence is adding extra to the ordinary to become extraordinary. And one wise man said, Excellence is the deterrent to sexism and racism. Your background is irrelevant when you are walking in the spirit of excellence. Your race is not an issue when you have answers to the boggling questions of men. In Daniel chapter 6 verses 3, Daniel chapter 6 verses 3 talking about Daniel he had an excellent spirit he said then this Daniel was prepared above the president and princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm excellence makes you to be preferred and that is a product of divine wisdom. No man drawn in who say you are a man or you are a black man when you throw the ball to them for them to be saved. Racism, your color, your background is not an issue if you excel in every area of your life. The most successful neurosurgeon, Ben Carter, is a black man. The most proud white man have no option but to go to him for treatment. So excellence is what makes you stand out in whatever profession you find yourself. 
Because you have qualities that other people don't have. Because you have secrets that other people don't have. One of the benchmarks of excellent people is that they do things differently. And it is when you are ready to be different that you make a difference. They may not do a different thing, but they do things differently. One thing now defined excellence as doing the uncommon is that doing the common thing uncommonly well. Doing the common thing uncommonly well. So in whatever field that you find yourself adding extra things having secrets and adding it to whatever you have that other people don't have that makes you valuable that makes the people need you daniel was supposed to be in captivity but by the spirit of excellence he was preferred above all the presidents and the princes because excellent people go the extra mile they add the ex extra to the ordinary to become extraordinary that is the benchmark of excellence excellence is doing the common thing uncommonly well for instance it's the same football that people are playing but why is it that some are paid more than others because Messi gets the ball, he do like this. They pay him. Ronaldo, free kick, look at the ball. Pine, it is there. They pay him. The same ball that Asamoah will kick over the bar. So excellence is doing the common thing uncommonly well. Bishop Abiyo said, there is no stretch. There is no spread if there is no stretch. The benchmark of excellence is that you have secrets that makes you stretch beyond limits. That other people don't have. If you are doing everything that everyone is doing, then you are not relevant. If you are following the crowd, if you don't, you are not new, you cannot make news. Hallelujah. So excellence is what the secrets that you have that other people don't have. It makes you stand out. Hallelujah. I pray that throughout this month you shall receive the baptism of the spirit of excellence. The product of divine wisdom is excellence. Again, one product of divine wisdom is honor, glory, and grace. Wisdom is what makes people command glory and grace. If you don't want any area of your life to experience shame, then go for divine wisdom in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 35 Proverbs chapter 3 verses 35 
he said the wise shall inherit glory but shame shall be the promotion of fools the wise shall inherit glory so one of the virtues of divine wisdom is glory the reason why so many believers are walking in reproach and shame is the absence of wisdom there are certain areas in your life that you are not commanding glory is as a result of absence of wisdom when divine wisdom is in place it displaces every shame people are honored people are exalted based on the level of their wisdom so divine wisdom exalts you divine wisdom makes you glorious and then it also imparts grace also in proverbs chapter 4 verses 8 to 9 Proverbs chapter 4 verses 8 to 9 It says that exalted She shall promote thee Was talking about wisdom She shall bring thee to honor When thou embrace her She shall give To thee a head She shall give thy head An ornament of grace And a crown of glory Shall she deliver To thee Hallelujah So grace is a product of divine wisdom in this year of multiple grace it is divine wisdom that will enable you to access the grace of god hallelujah what makes other people sweat is lack of grace when you have divine wisdom you don't sweat when the wisdom of god is at work then you receive enablement he said it becomes a crown an ornament of grace a crown on your head so grace is a product of divine wisdom also we saw that in the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 2 verses 40 Luke chapter 2 verses 40 he said and the child grew and was strong in the spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him hallelujah so the filling of your life with wisdom is what releases grace upon your life and lastly in proverbs chapter 1 verses 19 verses 9 proverbs chapter 1 verses 9 the fair, verse 7 he said the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom but fools despise wisdom and instructions my son hear instruction of thy father forsake not the law of thy mother for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Hallelujah. So the product of wisdom is grace. I pray that throughout your life you shall never lack the grace of God in the name of Jesus Christ. How do we assess this divine wisdom? How do we assess divine wisdom? We have said that the fear of the Lord is the principal access to divine wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the principal access to divine wisdom. Job chapter 28 verses 28. Job chapter 28 verses 28. He says that, And unto man he said, Behold, 
the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. It's also in Psalm 111 verses 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Then in Psalm 25 verses 12. The secrets of the Lord are with them that fear Him. The secrets of the Lord are with them that fear Him. That is in Psalm 25 verses 12. Then Proverbs chapter 3 verses 32. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 32. It says, For the forward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. His secret is with the righteous. Then Proverbs chapter 2 verses 7. He says, He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk upright. So divine wisdom is assessed by our fear for God. And in Proverbs chapter 8 verses 13, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. The major qualifier for wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So many believers in our time are not walking in wisdom because of lack of the fear of God. Church, sin is a corrupter of mentality. Sin is a sinker of wisdom. Anytime you sin, wisdom drops. Anytime we sin, wisdom leaks. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Don't mix yourself with sin. Don't mix yourself with worldliness. You see believers mixing themselves with sin. You can never flow in divine wisdom. The kind of wisdom that sets you above your peers is only procured by your fear for God. Daniel said, I feared God. Joseph refused. Job eschewed evil. And these were people that walked in divine wisdom. We shouldn't make our, we shouldn't touch things that are not for us. Don't compromise with sin. Because sin will stop you or kill you if you don't kill sin. You hear a believer living a double standard life. Their business aside, God aside. You have only one life to live. Let us live righteously. It is righteousness that makes us wise. To depart from evil is 
what makes you wise. Let your testimony in the public be solid. That when they say that he is a Christian, people don't doubt you. That you don't know, you don't know. He is not a Christian, he is pretending. Let your testimony be solid. Your testimony of righteousness. Don't join people in looting monies that are not yours. Don't touch and be watching on holy things. It leaks wisdom out of your life. See, Joseph said, how can I do this thing? This wicked thing against my God. Sin is not pleasure. Anytime you are sinning, it is wickedness that you are committing. Taking someone and sleeping with somebody that is not your wife is wickedness. It's not fun. How can I do this wicked thing? Touching money that is not yours is not to cater for your need. It is wickedness. And that prevents you from walking in the wisdom of God. If we want to walk in God's wisdom, then let's stay out of sin. If we want to walk in excellence and glory and grace, let us depart from evil. Because what secures wisdom for you is your righteousness. Hallelujah. So we assess divine wisdom by the fear of the Lord. But the gateway to divine wisdom is inspiration. You assess divine wisdom by the fear of the Lord. But the gateway to divine wisdom is inspiration. Last week we defined inspiration. And another definition for inspiration is instant knowledge to solve certain problems. Having inspired utterance or knowledge, having answers to tackle issues of life that gives you no room for you to think. Sudden knowledge to solve certain problems. We saw inspiration at work in the life of Solomon. As soon as Solomon became the king, he was confronted with an issue of two women. In the night, one slept on the child and died. And all of them claiming ownership of the one that is alive. They came before him. And after narrating their stories, this is not an issue that you learn in school. He said, bring me nine. And then the woman, the real mother, out of compassion, said, give the child to this woman. Said, foolish woman, the woman is not your, the, the, the child is not yours. This is not something you learn in school. It came out of inspiration. Sudden answers to the boggling questions of life. There are certain
certain things that you learn in school that as professionals on the ground you see that they are different how do you confront and solve those situations inspiration gives you certain answers to solve certain problems that you have no allowance to think about Jesus in John chapter 6 verse 6 had an unorganized meeting it was not a meeting that he planned to do but the people came in their numbers and then there was a challenge of feeding the 5,000 people and in John chapter 6 he said he himself knew what to do this is if it had been an organized meeting maybe they could have arranged for food but out of inspiration he had answers to certain problems of life you go for interviews they ask you questions you did not learn in school that is where inspiration is needed Jesus was always walking in wisdom through inspiration the Pharisees caught one woman brought him to Jesus and said today we will see how he will escape said this woman we caught him committing adultery what do you have to say knowing in their minds that if Jesus said that, that stole him as Moses law is saying they will say but we, say, we thought you said you are the savior if he says that leave him that we leave her he said, ah, we said that's her girlfriend his girlfriend challenging issues but they came with the issue the bible said Jesus was fired and then writing on the ground on the floor and suddenly an answer came and said if you know you have not sinned cast the soul and all of them out of shame they left one by one we need inspiration because there are certain problems in life that we are confronted with that you did not learn in school you have no idea of but out of wisdom out of inspiration you begin to have answers to those problems again they came to Jesus with an issue whom should we pay tribute to this is our God then Jesus said give me coin they said ah he is confused he wants coin to buy something said so who is on this coin they said Caesar said, ah then give what belongs to Caesar to Caesar and what to God to God certain problems we have answers to them answers to them as students there are questions in the exam so you did not have any idea of out of inspiration out of inspiration at your workplace one time one of pastor's friends came here he shared a testimony just after service he works at VRA they had a major issue with their machine and nobody could solve that problem and he said they had to call people from US to come and repair that machine and he told his boss I can do this, don't call them he said out of inspiration, he didn't know anything about it but out of inspiration something told him, touch this press this, press that and that was what solved the problem a national service person 
they created a department that made him the head. That is what certain answers can do. At your workplace, they look for answers about certain issues that you have no idea. But out of inspiration, God begins to give you answers. And you solve that problem. And it is the problems that you are solving that makes you relevant. It doesn't matter how people don't like you. It doesn't matter how people hate you at your workplace. If you have answers, they cannot ignore you. By wisdom, God makes your enemies to be at peace with you. Hallelujah. So the gateway is inspiration. How do we assess inspiration? We assess inspiration through meekness, humility. One way we assess inspiration is through meekness, humility. Psalm 25 verses 9. Psalm 25 verses 9. The meek will he guide in judgment. And the meek will he teach his ways. So secrets, sudden answers are released to the humble. In Proverbs chapter 11 verses 2. Proverbs chapter 11 verses 2. It says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. With the lowly is wisdom. Hallelujah. Pride will put you in shame. Because pride displaces God's wisdom. So it makes you foolish. Pride is submission to God's way. Pride is submission to the people God has placed over you. Sorry, humility. Humility is not regarding reputation. But always submitting yourself to what God has said. Humility is not in the calmness of your face. There are so many people whose faces are looks very calm but very proud in heart. Humility is correctability. There are people you can correct. Pastor is saying this, hey, what I've decided I will do. What I've, I've decided, what that scriptures are saying. They say, brother, this human you are going after is dead, I've been through red. That is in the Bible, uh, blessed are thou amongst women. What I've decided to do, I will do. Hallelujah. Happy. That is pride. It rips you of divine wisdom. And one way we express our humility is by giving glory to God. We saw that in the life of Daniel. Daniel chapter 2 verses 19 to 23. That after God revealed the secret and gave Daniel the wisdom to interpret the dream, Daniel started giving glory to God. Nebuchadnezzar will not give glory to God in Daniel chapter 4 verses 29. But was 29 to 37. He was boasting in himself. I want us to read that scripture. Daniel chapter 4 verses 29 to conclude with. 
He said, the king spake and said, Is it not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power, for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee, and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou knowest that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whom he willeth. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hair was grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like the bear's claws. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him, that everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation. Hallelujah. So, we see that wisdom departed from Nebuchadnezzar because he will not give glory to God. Our boast should not be in the things God is using us to do. Our boast should be in God. That is a symbol of humility. God told Nebuchadnezzar, since you will not lift up your hands to lift, praise me, I will let those hands go down so that you walk like a four-legged beast. If you are not living and praising God, God takes wisdom out of you. I pray that we will subject ourselves and God will baptize us with the spirit of meekness. So as we walk in humility all the time, inspiration begins to flow all the time. The challenges of men does not become a challenge to you because always you have answers to the situations of life. Shall we please be on our feet? We hope you have been blessed by the word. We would love to have you worship with us at Conquest Global Ministries located at British Sailor Society, Takrade, near the Harbour Gate. Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 0246-111-278. You are blessed.